Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John June, and of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host with me, my opponent this week in our Dynasty League, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what's going on, fantasy people? You know, uh, definitely it's official announcement that, you know, my fantasy season is definitely now over. I'm uh, doing this solely from the heart for the fantasy people out there so we can win these chips out here. Uh, but, yeah, got that loss. Um, also got the loss in the, my 16-team league. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm just, you know, trying to, trying to move through that uh, and get through and try to close the season strong in some FanDuel competitions maybe. Yeah, man. I mean, Greg, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it always sucks because there's 12 of us, but, you know, like in your 16-team league, there's 16 of y'all, but only one of us can win it. Uh, so, uh, you know, no tilting out there, y'all. I know it hurts. It sucks. Uh, NBA tomorrow, that's all I got to say. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what you're actually hearing on the show is not Greg. It is a, it is a, a shell of Greg. It is a, uh, while he's actually in basketball mode. This is actually not Greg on the on the pod right now. <laughs> Got two fantasy basketball teams l- lined up. I'm feeling real good about them, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. I mean, we had our fantasy basketball draft the other day, so uh, that's true. You know, I felt that's true. I was I was sitting there calling you, asking you for some advice there. So, uh, you know, I, I I felt I felt a little I felt like a rookie, but if there's one thing I know how to do, it's navigate a draft. So I, I felt I felt comfortable there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. All right, man. Let's get into this week uh, 15 recap, this uh, semifinal playoff for most of us. But, uh, you know, some leagues out there, uh, week 17 championships. So, well, don't worry. We got y'all covered for that, too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, as we always do, starting with the quarterback position and uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, it was yes, sir. Greg's stream of the week. We, we You know... Uh, he, I took him as my start of the week. Uh, that's how much confidence we had in him. 37.82 fantasy points, 24 of 44, 338 passing yards, three touchdowns, 63 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, man. Over 300 yards and four total touchdowns, Greg, in this performance against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, what did you make of this performance, man, by uh, Jalen Hurts? Not, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, we've been banging a drum on him since he came out. Uh, Justin Herbert, we told you to go get him, Taysom Hill, uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, it's kind of a trend here at FFDX is what we're telling you to get these guys coming off the waiver wire that are hot, that have a formula for success, and that, can you know, can finish as a top five QB, and in this case, QB1, uh, with his legs again doing it, and also in, in the air. Uh, this man is uh, doing what he has to do right now, and it's hot. Yeah, the, you know, Jalen Hurts, man, I mean, last week, we obviously saw him run the ball 18 times. Did not run it as much this game. 
Uh, only ran it 10 times, I believe. But, you know, the one thing that we were we saw from Jalen Hurts in this game that we didn't see last game was Jalen Hurts having to play from behind and Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts having to throw the ball. And as we always say, right, you know, uh, these quarterbacks that have that mobility like you were talking about, like, like Jalen Hurts, uh, like Taysom Hill, even, you know, to an extent, um, Justin Herbert, but he's he's mostly arm. But, uh, you know, these guys, they have, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, they have this floor there. But the moment that you catch them in this negative game script or you catch them in a situation where they have to pass or where they can pass, you know, like a Josh Allen, like that's where you get these explosions games from. Right, and that's right. what Jalen Hurts had. He he had an explosion game here because he was forced to throw the ball forty four times. You know, you add that, you know, his six point three, you know, six point three points via sixty three rushing yards there. Uh, that's a touchdown pass and a half. You know, right there. So, uh, you know, speaking of Josh Allen, he is the QB two on the week, uh, just mm-hmm. edged out by Jalen Hurts in court, standard quarterback scoring, thirty seven point six six PPR or. You know, half PPR points, standard quarterback points, 28 of 40, 359 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 33 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Greg, would you believe that in my Superflex League, I went up against both Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen? Woo. Oh, man. I don't know how you're surviving that. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen barely. also doing well. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> barely. Yeah. He's killing right now. He's also a guy that's coming on late and being that QB one he was uh for consistently early in the season. Um yeah, he he's he's leading this way as now you know the new AFC East champions, the Buffalo Bills. Crazy. Crazy man. I mean uh you know Josh Allen, I mean to f- I felt like I had to be personally tormented by Josh Allen this weekend uh because you know all my Josh Allen teams for whatever reason aren't in the playoffs. Uh but I had to play against Josh Allen in the playoffs this weekend. So it was tormenting to watch him go off for four touchdowns and uh, me not really benefit from it in any way. So uh, that kind of hurt. But the QB three on the week, man, that would be Ryan Tannehill, man. 37.02 fantasy points, 21 to 27, 273 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, also added 21 rushing yards. And two rushing touchdowns. My man combined for five total touchdowns, and he's still not a, a, a the QB one or the QB two. Crazy man, how that could happen in today's NFL. But yeah, it man. is what it is. But Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Ryan Tannehill, vulturing some rushing touchdowns here from Derrick Henry? I um, mean, you know, Derrick Henry, <clears throat> he still got his, but you know, yeah, Tannehill doing what he has to do. Um, this is. Uh, not not surprised also here from Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the schedule was really great after that little tough game, three game stretch. Uh, but he's gonna you know lead people to fantasy championships. Uh, uh, just continue to start him um, and, and expect greatness. Yeah, man, Ryan Tannehill is definitely gonna continue to help you out. Uh, you know he he's always at risk of that touchdown variance there, playing with Derrick Henry in that offense with the with the Titans. But you know continue to roll him out there. Uh, the QB four on the week, man. Kyler Murray, the QB five, Lamar Jackson, the QB six, Justin Herbert, the QB seven, Matt Ryan, the QB eight, Marcus Mariota, the QB nine, Patrick Mahomes, the QB ten, Deshaun Watson, the QB eleven, Tom Brady, the QB twelve, Baker Mayfield, and then some honorable mentions. I mean, it was just a good week overall from the quarterbacks, but Drew Brees in his his first start back, 
Uh, Kirk Cousins continue, continuing to be solid. And then two a man with a 19-point a game here, two rushing touchdowns here in a, in a win against the Patriots that eliminated, eliminated them from playoff contention. Uh, so, Greg, what would you make of some of these stud quarterback performances, man? Yeah, a lot of these players play well. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins doing what he has to do. Bacon Mayfield playing one of the best games I've ever seen him play uh, in his short career. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes doing what he has to do. Yeah, all the other stars coming through and then some new faces as well and um, some old faces as well. You know, Marcus Mariota in there. Yeah, man, uh, we had Mariota making a comeback. Uh, we had Justin Herbert without his uh, without his weapons here, uh, his top two weapons here in uh Kate Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, you know, both of them played, but both were limited in this game. Uh, you know, Justin uh, and then Matt Ryan, without his top target or you know one of his, you know, something we you know we've gone to associate essentially like a like a a, a blanket here for a safety blanket here for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Uh, he comes out with a with a QB seven finish. Um, yeah, and then Deshaun Watson, man, I mean, looked bleak at halftime, but. Uh, he came. He was came roaring back here, trying to get the win here for the the Houston Texans. And totally agree, man. Baker Mayfield, you know, again outside of these weather, these bad weather games, he's just continuing to play uh, some good football and continuing to get it done from a fantasy perspective. Um, but there were some Jags this week uh, at the at the quarterback position. I think the the top Jags got to be Russell Wilson, man. Uh, f- Fourteen points. Uh, against obviously the Washington football team, but people uh, were starting Russell Wilson. Um, you know, I saw somebody ask on Twitter, Russell Wilson or Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, which before the game, people were like, "Oh, that's crazy! Why would you say that?" And uh, luckily, my man went Jalen Hurts there, and you know, didn't didn't miss out on that performance. But uh, Russell Wilson, you know, not getting it done. If if he if he if he uh, if you were able to advance with Russell Wilson this week, are you going to play him next week against the L.A. Rams, Greg? Um, I think he's definitely in play. I mean, still with the confidence. I mean, if it was Jalen Hurts and Russell Wilson again, I'd probably still go Jalen Hurts against Philly. Um, but I still think Russell Wilson is a borderline QB1. Yeah, I mean, the last time they played the Rams, he didn't do too well. Uh, DK Metcalf had issues with. Jalen Ramsey, uh, that offense as a whole. I mean, we know Russell Wilson. He, you know, that offensive line in Seattle. You know, they're they they're much better than they used to be, but they're not great. Um, and you know, you're kind of just going out there, just hoping Russell Wilson like pulls three three rabbits out of his hat uh, when you start him. Uh, yeah, he had one up. that could have been a touchdown. That uh, Swain went out of bounds. Um, there were opportunities there for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, but now you got a much better defense here in the Rams. I mean, I just, I just don't know if I, if, if I want to trust it here. But again, it really depends on what your options are. Uh, if you, you know, if you have a Jalen Hurts as an option, uh, Baker Mayfield against against the Jets, uh, that's an option. Uh, Marcus Mariota potentially uh, starting. Uh, yep, you know, that's versus an Miami. You, versus Miami. So like, you know, those are all options because you know at least with those guys. I mean, Russell Wilson. He'll he uses his mobility to extend passing plays, not as to you know run for yards like Jalen Hurts or you know Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray will. So yeah, um, 
It's just, it's different. And then uh, Mitch Trubisky, I threw his name down here, but it, he didn't, it's not like he played poorly. Uh, you know, David Montgomery's playing some of the best football of his of his short career right now, so uh, always going to be due to some touchdown variance there. But yep. uh, any other Jags for you, Greg? Um, No, not really. I mean, I know your start of the week didn't have a great week, but Anybody, anybody who was a, a LA Ram basically did not have a great week. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to the Jets is just not a great week. Yeah, no, not a great week. Not a great week, especially for uh, Jets fans as as yours truly who wanted to. Um, yeah, really get that number one pick, and uh, you know, just from a uh, you know a, 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 an overall organizational standpoint, the number one pick is important because. It, it really has an impact on who you can get to the table as your head as a potential head coach candidate. Uh, it's a good, you know, you know, saying you have the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence and this boatload of draft picks, and then having the the draft the first round the first pick of the second round. Like those are all really important more than I think uh, the impact of just Trevor Lawrence himself. But again, whatever, uh, you know, say la vie as is is what it is, man. Um, I mean, you know, the Jags could win a game. You know, they could. They, could they still could. Win I mean, game. they got Not they get the yet. Bears next week potentially. Yep. So, yep. Um, hoping Mitch could regress back to being Mitch, but um, I don't know if this man keeps running like this. I I don't think there's a shot, man. And that's David Montgomery, uh, the running the running back one on the week, twenty eight point seven fantasy points, thirty two carries for one hundred and forty six yards, two rushing touchdowns. One catch for 16 yards. Uh, he was the first Chicago Bear to have 100 rushing yards and a touchdown in back-to-back games since Gale Sayers and Walter Payton. That is good company to be in. And David Montgomery uh, balling as of you know the last few weeks, man, uh, finishing as a, as a top five, top six running back each of the last two weeks, finishing as the RB1 two of the last three weeks. So, Greg... What'd you make of this performance here by David Montgomery? Yeah, he's been absolutely money. I mean, the schedule he's had uh, as far as far as running backs need uh, are is great as well. Um, but again, another favorable matchup here, and he's been absolutely dogging for you. Uh, we've been kind of calling out, you know, when he started this little streak. But yeah, giving you again great value for that mid round running back pick. That is, you know, you could say only a handful of running backs uh, you would rather have rather than him right now. Yeah, I mean, it would be. Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and that yeah. would probably be the end of the Dalvin list. Cook, that's part of it. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, and that would be the end of the list right yeah. there. So, um, I think I only left Dalvin Cook there because rest of season schedule. But Dalvin Cook's a, a great back. But all three of those guys have a tremendous schedule down the stretch. Uh, but the RB two on the week. Uh, talk about picking up a running back on Sunday morning. Yes, sir. If you've ever heard of that. Uh, to finish as the RB2. Like, where does that happen? Uh, oh, I know where that happens in my league because that's what happened. My opponent picked up Tony Pollard, not on <laughs> Sunday morning, picked him up on Friday, uh, starts him against me. So, naturally, has to finish as the RB2, 28.2 fantasy points and half PPR scoring, 12, ca- 12 carries, 69 yards, two touchdowns, also added six catches for 63 yards. Now, I'm going to vent a little bit. I was fine and dandy with Tony Pollard's stat line for a while, and it was okay. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, this kind of sucks. 
He picked up Tony Pollard, had to play him against me. You know, it's not great. Double-digit PPR points. I can live with that. That's fine. Until Tony Pollard decides he wants to break off. I don't even know what it was. A 50-yard, oh, 60. 40, yeah, yeah. At the it was end, a 40, the yep. a 40-yard touchdown run near the end of the game uh, where, you know, you've got 49ers players, like, have him essentially wrapped up. They're grabbing him by the jersey, but for whatever reason, nobody can tackle this man, and he runs off to the end zone. That is uh, a 10-point play there in in uh, in our fantasy league. So, uh, Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Tony Pollard? Yeah, man, maybe that guy was listening to, you know, this podcast the last couple of weeks where Tony Pollard was our top running back, you know, to, to pick up, um, and he came through for those guys that, you know, hopefully had with the Zeke managers and had Tony Pollard, but if you didn't, uh, were able to get him on Sunday morning or just in general throughout the week and played him. Uh, I was one of those guys, yeah, Sunday morning, picked him up, played him, uh, and, yeah, he, he came through for sure. He's going to be money, and if Zeke is going to be out for an extended period of time, he's going to continue to thrive. You know, I know, I know, I know what this is, because I actually in that very league picked up Tony Pollard last week when Zeke had the calf injury, and then when Zeke played the game and was fine, I dropped Tony Pollard after the game, mm. and so he goes and picks up Tony Pollard on Friday. <sighs> Sucks that my roster was so good that I couldn't afford to drop anybody, so Tony Pollard <laughs> had to be the guy, but. Moving on to the RB three on the week, man, Mister Consistency. Yes, uh, sir. You know, of all the top of all the top names that could have failed you this week, this guy, this man was not one of them. Dalvin Cook, twenty four point four fantasy points, twenty four carries, one hundred thirty two rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Also added five catches for twenty seven yards. Greg, what'd you make of his performance here by Dalvin Cook, man? Yeah, man, he is the Iron Chef. He will continue to, to thrive and dog um, as a top three player every week. Um, yeah, um, this is one of the definitely nominees for fantasy MVP this year. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, definitely been coming through for you every week, man. You know, of all the all the top guys, they've had their lows. They've had their dips in production. But uh, Dalvin Cook, very few and far between. Uh, the RB4 on the week, Derek Henry. RB5, Aaron Jones, the RB6, Melvin Gordon, RB7, J.D. McKissick, the RB8, Salvin Ahmed, the RB9, DeAndre Swift, RB10, Leonard Fournette, the RB11, Josh Jacobs, and the RB12, David Johnson. Uh, Again, a good week for the running backs. Uh, Some honorable mentions I'm going to throw out there. Jonathan Taylor, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Greg, your star of the week, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Devin Singletary, uh, mostly from a 40-yard touchdown run, um, but, uh, and then Le'Veon Bell uh, as well coming through. So, Greg, what did you make of these performances here by this, these stud running backs, man? Yeah, a lot of nice performances. Uh, definitely um, seeing Le'Veon Bell get in there as a top-20 play was nice. J.K. Dobbins as well. Um, yeah, and a lot of the names. It's great to see DeAndre Swift back as well. Always nice to see him um, thriving, and hopefully he's, he's going to be one of these late season guys that you know people should pay attention to. Yeah, he he's definitely going to be one of these guys to uh, get it done for us. Uh, you know, I, I'm speaking from the heart here because I I'm I'm one of the managers that has DeAndre Swift here, so uh, to get him back here for this home stretch here 
would be fantastic. They got a matchup against Tampa Bay next week, so looks tough on paper, but uh, DeAndre Swift involved in the, involved in the pass game there. So, uh, and let's talk, yo, Matthew Stafford, man, that's a tough dude, bro. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, tore rib cartilage, uh, bruised the lung, if I'm not mistaken. He could barely stand last week, could barely breathe, didn't practice all week, came out on Friday to seven on seven, threw a few balls and was like, yeah, I think I can go. Like, dude, is a, he's, he's just, yeah, he's just a warrior, man. Yeah. Um, the, the Jags of the week, man, the just the guys, uh, going to throw his name out there, Austin Eckler. Uh, less than ten and a half PPR. Apparently, he wasn't a hundred percent, so you know, not gonna hold that against him really. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, fell back to earth, crashed back to earth this week after the insane week last week. So most likely, uh, you either benched him. You most likely benched him last week. Uh, still advanced or didn't advance because of it, and then. Or he was on your bench and you advanced and then you played him this week and he didn't come through for you. Uh, Chris Carson also didn't come through. I mean, that, that Washington football defense, man, is, is some some bad mama jamas over there, man. And then uh, my start of the week, man, Cam Akers. Uh, that one was tough to watch because he had some big runs called back, uh, several big runs called back on holding. He had a rushing touchdown in the end of the game that was uh, near the end of the game that was called back for a holding penalty. Um, it was just, it was really frustrating as a Cam Akers manager to watch that. And obviously being someone who you made him, I made him my start of the week there. Uh, yeah, that was, that was definitely tough to watch. Uh, any other Jags for you, Greg? Um, yeah. Kenyon Drake and Cream Hunt. That's about it. Uh, the two. That's a good night. Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake got injured there at the end of the game or, you know, halfway through the game, uh, got injured with thinking an ankle injury. So, um, not going to completely hold that one against him. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that one was just weird. Uh, it was really weird to watch that. I mean, he was getting, getting touches that just for whatever reason, uh, could not get him involved really. Uh, and then, uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, you know, wasn't necessary this week, but, uh, if you did flex him at least, uh, hoping to get something, um, you didn't get much of anything really. Um, but moving on, man, uh, to this wide receiver position, uh, the number one wide receiver on the week, that's Calvin Ridley, uh, 27.3 half PPR points, 10 catches, 163 yards and a touchdown reception. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Calvin Ridley? Yeah, definitely top breakout wide receiver of the year along with Will Fuller. I mean, he's been killing all year. Uh, and he's another wide receiver one performance, uh, continues to thrive, especially in games without Julio. Uh, it's definitely important to see. Um, and, yeah, yeah, continue to play him um, with, with great expectations. Yeah, man, definitely uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I mean, he's got that pedigree, first-round pick, Alabama. Uh, but you finally see it. You, you know, you're seeing it come uh, full circle now. Got his first 1,000-yard season on the year. You know, we saw we saw this, you know, last year and even some of it the year before. Um, but you know, he's he's been healthy, and I think that's been huge for him. Um, the wide receiver two on the seat on the on the week, man, that would be DeAndre Hopkins, twenty five point five fantasy points, uh, nine catches, one hundred sixty nine yards, a dirt, a, just a dirty touchdown reception where he 
just like the ball was just stuck to his hand and just did not move as he's getting like swiped in the face by a defender. Uh, it was awesome, but a, a lost fumble and a rushing yard. So, Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by DeAndre Hopkins, man? Yeah, this is D Hop. This is all Kyler Murray needs on the outside to to make does what he has to do. Um, yeah, and he continues to dominate, getting a high target number, high receptions number, um, everything you've asked for, for you know the top three guy, top five guy we thought he'd be. Yeah, man, he's absolutely been been killing it every week. Uh, you know, gobbling up targets there from. Uh, Kyler Murray, um, the wide receiver three though. There's always one that surprises us, man. Yes, sir. Uh, this week, it is Zach Pascal, uh, twenty-two point four fantasy points, five catches, seventy-nine yards, and two touchdowns. There, uh, Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Zach Pascal? Yeah, you. I mean, you know, he he does do this uh, once in a while. Um, you know, last year that's why we had made some intrigue about him last year. But when you really needed him, he, he didn't really come through, come through and show consistency. So he's, you're going to have these spot starts. And along with Phillip Rivers, who likes spreading the ball around, never really know who's going to be his dominant receiver uh, week to week. So Zach uh, Wasal has popped up here. Um, definitely a one-week thing, though. Yeah, definitely uh, a one-week thing. Not going back to that well. Um, but the wide receiver four rounding out this top 12 marvin jones the wide receiver five stefan diggs six Corey davis seven robert woods eight antonio brown nine brandon Ayuk, 10 cd lamb 11 kendrick Bourne, 12 dj moore uh and then some honorable mentions russell gage jarvis landry greg ward catching two touchdowns cole beasley and then hollywood man six for 98 uh, Greg, what'd you make of these performances here by some of these stud wide receivers? Uh, yeah, good day. Definitely DJ Moore coming back was good for uh, Teddy. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk and uh, Antonio Brown finally getting in the end zone. Uh, first time it seems like in a decade, it feels like. Um, and yeah, Corey Davis bouncing back really well. Uh, and Robert Woods, you know, started week, so he came through. Um, and Ayuk also came through as well. So a lot of these uh, good matchup performances came through. Yeah, man. Both our starts of the week coming in at seven and nine. Um, Stefan Diggs just continuing to, to just dog. Um, and then, yeah, I at Corey Davis. I mean, he had a great game. I mean, we, we talked about it in his, his matchup, in the preview in the matchup, that he had a great matchup there, uh, wide receiver cornerback matchup. Uh, and then DJ Moore, man, you called it. Uh, you said you were going to DJ Moore. I was like, I'm not trusting DJ Moore coming off COVID and an ankle injury. But, uh, tw- you know, 12 for 31, 12 for 131 or whatever what it was that he that he did. Um, it was great to see that. Um, and then Jags on the week, man. Two guys that you probably that probably the reason why you got here, and that's why that's when it really sucks, man. <laughs> Devonte Adams and DK Metcalf. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, Devonte really through. hurts. That Devonte really hurts. Yeah, I need you needed expecting to get through huge points from Devonte, and this is the one week he did, and he didn't do horrible, but it's just that's you know wasn't the the big Devonte numbers you expected. Yeah, I mean it was a huge day for Aaron Jones there, so that's what dominated the the uh, the you know the usage there. But uh, you know it it sucks especially cuz that game happened so early that was a saturday game yeah, so it set the tone <laughs> it set the tone for like your weekend tilt you know so um you know 
like me, I had to go up against Josh Allen and Aaron Jones on sun, on Saturday night. So I was, you know, full tilt uh, into Sunday. But, uh, you know, Tyler, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, I mean, Russell Wilson did not do well. So these guys did not do well. So um, obviously I know we're not concerned really about DK Metcalf. Uh, I mean, are, are you concerned next week with DK? I know you said you weren't concerned with, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, but DK Metcalf going up against uh, Jalen Ramsey. Are you potentially concerned there after what happened in the matchup the first time? Uh, I feel like he's. Mm, I'm more of a wide receiver too. Um, that's probably why I have him at. I wouldn't have him. This boom is probably not going to be there as much, but I still think he can produce. So I still have him as a more of a top twenty, top twenty-five player. Yeah, I mean, and then for Tyler Lockett. I think I would have to be out. I mean, I benched Tyler yeah. Lockett this week. Uh, I talked about it in that heading into that matchup. I mean, it's just if Russ isn't throwing the ball as much and Tyler Lockett's not seeing a high enough target share uh, where he's at least equal with DK Metcalf, uh, it makes it tough. And then you throw the matchup into it uh, with the Rams. I mean, I you know, I yeah, Tyler Lockett's somebody that. I think is going to have to sit for me again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, any other Jags at the wide receiver position, Greg? Um, no, nah, not that I could think of. Those are just major two. That wide receiver is hard to predict, but those you p- can predict to do well, and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, the, now moving on to the tight ends. The one you know, it's always fun to talk about the tight ends. Uh, the number one tight end on the week, man, Darren Waller, twenty five and twenty five point five half PPR points, nine catches. 150 yards and a touchdown all nine catches and 150 yards and that touchdown reception all coming from backup quarterback probably set to be the starter this week Marcus Mariota so uh confidence there rolling into next week in in the in the in the finals but Greg what'd you make of this performance here by uh Darren Waller who's actually a wide receiver who gets to play tight end yeah man he's absolutely beast like some points he is the best player on the field um, there's no one that can cover him, and it seems like if the game plan, everyone knows where the ball's going if it's being passed, and he's still able to thrive, uh, especially get the yak, get anywhere intermediate, long game. Um, yeah, this this is a good, great tight end right now in this game, uh, along with Kelsey and Kittle, um, and continue to yeah to hopefully play him. And, uh, yeah, he's one of those top guys at, at, for tight end that you might want to get the edge for next year in drafts. Yeah, man, Darren Waller is definitely uh... – Definitely continuing to to get it done. Now, you know, Darren Waller, he's 27 years old. Travis Kelsey, uh, I believe, is 32. Uh, you know, usually look at Dynasty through a, three, a three-year lens. Some people do two years, but uh, two to three years, I think, is, is ideal. But who, which one of these guys would you rather have, Greg? Um, I still think for... Being attached to Pat Mahomes, I think Kelsey is going to, you know, be able to take care of his body and still thrive for another. Tight end, you can still, you know, Tony Gonzalez, the great ones, uh, can thrive to, you know, their mid-30s. So I think Travis Kelsey is still the guy for me. Yeah, that's a good point about the uh, the longevity of, of some of these tight ends. I mean, Antonio, Antonio Gates was playing up until just like yeah. last year, it seems. Jimmy yeah. Graham is still playing. Jason Witten, uh, oh, yeah. Jason Witten. So, yeah, I mean, within the next three years, maybe you you do want to have uh, Travis Kelsey 
especially because you know he's not winning because he's a he's a you know I mean he is kind of physically gifted, but he's not winning because he's bigger, faster, stronger than everybody. He's just winning because he's you know a savvy route runner and yeah. knows how to position his body and, and get open. So um, on the best offense to get him open. Yeah, yeah, and has yeah. An, an offensive you know an offensive mastermind to basically. You know, tell the defense, hey, you're not allowed to touch Travis Kelsey, and there's nothing you can <laughs> do about it. Yep. <laughs> um, but spoke so much of him. He was the tight end two on the week, man. Travis Kelsey, 18.8 half PPR points, eight catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown there. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, man, continuing to do what he has to do. Uh, the tight end one or the tight end two, um, you know, just one off of what I expect. Um, but, yeah, he, he's continuing to do well. Um, yeah, keep playing him, and I will continue to love this man attached to the number one quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, some might argue that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that thing is going to flip-flop every week. But when you when you roll up into the Superdome and you, you put a beat down on the Saints uh, – you know, I know they covered in in the end. Ultimately, oh no, they didn't cover, but they made it look closer than it was ultimately. But uh, if you were watching, you you saw what happened. Yeah, the tight end three on a week, and I'm really happy for this guy, man. Uh, your your breakout tight end on the year, Noah Fant. Seems like he's finally healthy. Had this matchup here with Buffalo. Finishes as a tight end three, sixteen point eight fantasy points, eight catches, sixty eight yards, and a touchdown. That cannot be right. It would have to be 18.8, but I'll double-check this. But, Greg, what you make of uh, Noah Fant's performance here, man? Uh, yeah, man, this is dope to see um, him closing the season strong. You know, definitely like that. I uh, wish he would have came through when I need him in the playoffs when you know, he got hurt, unfortunately. But it's all good. Uh, you know, when this guy's healthy, you know, he's been dinged up a couple games, which, you know, forced him to, to play badly or to leave the game. But when he's healthy, he, he's there. He's, he's going to be targeted, and he should be a guy – that hopefully can continue to rise uh, in the tight end rankings next year. Yeah, man, no offense. Definitely, he's somebody we might get a discount on as well next year because the the overall year numbers won't maybe won't look as great. People may remember uh, them drafting him, you know, as a breakout tight end potentially, and, and dealing with some of the frustration. Uh, but you know, like we always say here, everything needs context, you know, and and no offense has been banged up, so. Uh, again, maybe like you're saying, he could be somebody that we can get as a, as a, a you know, potential uh, breakout tight end, somebody who could take that an even larger leap, uh, but maybe get that at a discount. And I did vet this uh, that he actually did have eight catches for 68 yards and a touchdown, the same line as Travis Kelsey. Uh, the discrepancy in the points is Travis Kelsey had two point conversion, so 18.8 points for Travis Kelsey, 16.8 for Noah Fant. But rounding out this top 12. Uh, Logan Thomas, Mark Andrews coming in at five, Hunter Henry coming in at six, Tyler Higby coming in at seven, Tyler Conklin coming in at eight, Tyler, uh, Austin Hooper coming in at nine, uh, uh, Dawson Knox coming in at 10, Hayden Hurst at 11, and Robert Tunyon coming in at 12. Uh, those last three came in. Did you catch a touchdown or not territory? Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, we always do. No, no, no honorable mentions. Only Jags here in this tight end section. And I'm just going to get these out of the way now. Every tight end we recommended last week as a cult, as a start, of the, a start of the week or a potential stream of the week are all on this list. Uh, Cole Komet, Irv Smith, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook. Uh, getting that out of the way now. The big Jag on the week 
uh, one that we probably never saw coming because we give him so much praise every week. Uh, but hey, everybody's human. A lot of a lot of names let us down this week. Uh, and if we told you to start the year that this guy would let you down in a fantasy championship, you wouldn't believe it. But TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he actually came out with a, almost basically a dub performance, uh, especially with the fumble. Um, and you know, I can't I can't be mad at him. I honestly would like to applaud that he's able to to do this. That's a pretty pretty tough thing to do, uh, especially for the tight end position. So, yeah, I'm not you know going to be faced by it. if you needed him in the playoffs. It does hurt a little bit more, and in the semifinals that he didn't come through. But uh, as a whole, you know, he, you gotta look at the great season that he had. Yeah, no, I mean, you were never you. These are the start. These are the kinds of decisions that you can never be mad at yourself about because there was never a world where you were going to go pick up another tight end and start them over T.J. Hawkinson. Not facts. Not after all Hawkinson has done for you this year. You know, so these are the kinds of decisions you just live with. Obviously, it can be frustrating. You can get bent out of shape about it, uh, but. You know, as Greg demonstrated, uh, he is a TJ Hawkinson uh, manager uh, in our dynasty leagues. So uh, he's speaking from experience here. There's no reason to be mad at TJ Hawkinson. There isn't. Yeah, man. So uh, any other Jags this week? I mean, Gronk, uh, you know, if he doesn't catch a touchdown last week, his stat line is very identical to this week which was one catch for two yards yeah yeah he's uh, he yeah that's true it's tough what are we doing with Gronk? (laughs) um if you could find a play i mean i got some names that maybe can pop up uh it's really it's really a crapshoot at this point with uh, a dice roll unless you have the type top 10 consistent guys um but if you have a better matchup you know definitely I'm, i'm off of playing over gronk yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can trust somebody who's only... I mean, I have to look at the, the target numbers for Gronk, but obviously we'll get to that later in the week. But, you know, I, it'd be tough for me to trust him in terms of uh, if if that target number is not really there. Um, but, you know, no other, no other Jags this week here. Uh, you know, covering some injuries. Uh, this one... Obviously, we, we, we knew that he wasn't going to play on Sunday, but then we found out that he was actually, he'll miss the remainder of the season. And that is Michael Thomas being placed on injured reserve. will miss the rest of the NFL regular season. will also obviously miss the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so obviously this is tough. Uh, Greg, is Michael Thomas the fantasy bust of the year? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, I've you know talking to it with multiple people. It just it's crazy. It doesn't feel <laughs> it's hard. Or you know he only gave you maybe three or four good games. Uh, not really one great one. Um, he's been injured most of the season, and then uh, he got suspended one game. Uh, you know further injured himself. Uh, so yeah, it's it's yeah he's the boss of the year. Over Christian McCaffrey. Yes, because even McCaffrey in. Gave you great games. Like, you can't say Michael Thomas gave you a wide receiver. Like, number one. Like, when McCaffrey played, he still finished the RB1. So, you know, I, I'll true. take that. I'll take McCaffrey that. probably won you a week when he played. Yes, sir. He did. <laughs> um, And then, obviously, Derek Carr, he's dealing with that groin injury. Uh, expectation is that it would uh, 
initially read that it would take 10 to 14 days for him to be okay. Uh, the game on Sunday will be 10 days from that injury. So um, something to monitor there. But uh, Marcus Mariota is probably somebody we're looking to. So, you know, before we even do that, Greg, let's jump into the waiver wires. I don't think there's any other injuries to discuss. Oh, no, sorry. There's one big injury to discuss. James Robinson. Uh, no, two big injuries to discuss. James Robinson, he picked up an ankle injury in, in week 15. Uh, so that's something to monitor there uh, about his availability. If he can't go, uh, you know, expect some kind of committee between Daria Gumbawale or uh, Divine Ozigbo. Um, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's likely done for the regular NFL season with a hip and an ankle injury. So um, that is definitely something to uh, it's going to be a blow here for fantasy managers. Uh, Le'Veon Bell probably steps in as the the guy to own or the guy to roster uh, in this backfield. Greg, where are we at with the running back position? Uh, is Le'Veon Bell the number one guy on waivers? Uh, if not, who is? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think you have to go get go get Le'Veon Bell, but other than that. Is definitely Tony Pollard. He's right at 46%, but because he's not over 50, I'm going to mention him uh, with the fact that if Zeke is going to be out next week. And even if Zeke is in, um, he has been playing well and has given you value, uh, which is why we mentioned him before. Uh, 12 got the multiple usage of receiving and rushing. So he's got to be a guy that's put out there versus Philly, a game that Dallas and everyone in the NFC still wants to win games. So they're going to try their best to play. Uh, And then Le'Veon Bell as well has to be a name. Uh, if Clyde is out, um, which he is, um, Le'Veon Bell is going to be out there. Uh, you know, probably this, you know, he'll get carries. He'll get probably, probably look to more for the target work um, and his PPR value because, uh, you know, it seems like this Chiefs offense in general has been just slinging it every possession. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, you can see him give you maybe a safe PPR value floor, which is good uh, for championship week if you need someone at the flex position. And uh, Salvin Ahmed. Uh, versus Las Vegas. Um, if Miles Gaskin is going to be out again next week, um, he got the 23 carries for 122 yards. Uh, he'd probably be the top guy when Miles Gaskin is going to be out. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think I would probably have it. I would probably go after Le'Veon Bell first, personally, uh, just because of the guaranteed touch uh, opportunity for touches in the, in that offense. Uh, Tony Pollard would be my second choice, but then, um, yeah, I mean, after that, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, Salvin Ackman definitely yeah. interesting, that's for it. sure. Uh, you know, we we've liked him. Uh, I was mm-hmm. staying away from Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I mean, they play the, yep. they play Chicago, so if it's not James Robinson, I don't really want it. Nope. Uh, nope. It's just Championship Week. You got your guys that you have, um, and. Yeah, only guys really is some hot plays right now. Yeah, and don't hey remember play some defense. If your opponent needs a running back, maybe they had Clyde. Uh, maybe you, this is what you saved some of that fab for. You can't take it with you, so uh, you know play some defense. You know don't drop studs that you need or you know that, that your opponent can use. But you know if if you've got like four wide receivers and and you only need to start three. Uh, and there's no injury concerns, like none of these guys are banged up, uh, then go ahead and drop that fourth receiver unless your opponent is going to then pick them up and play them. But, you know, obviously be smart about it. Take a look at the roster, whatever. But, you know, be prepared to play some defense. Greg, 
which wide receivers are we, you know, potentially picking up this week to help us help us win this chip, man? Um, top guy, I mean, kept banging the drum on him last week and a couple of weeks, Russell Gage, uh, 24%, uh, heavy support of him just as a player, another double digit target day, uh, with 10, his third double digit game, uh, target game of the season. He's got at least seven games this year with at least seven targets. Um, got the five for 10 for 68 yards, got the touchdown as well. Um, and you know, he's, I think he's got top 30 wide receiver value, especially when Julio was out, uh, and especially in PPR leagues, full point. Um, yeah, continue to, you know, if you added him, um, you're able to play him, uh, good for you. Uh, and then if you need a guy this week at your flex, uh, I think he's he's a guy to play. Uh, and then Tyron Johnson and Chad Henson, these are deep league guys that I uh, think can give you value. Uh, Tyron Johnson has been coming on the late uh, with Mike Williams being banged up. Uh, but even even so, he came through with a touchdown. Uh, and Chad Henson, um, he's going to continue to be used. Uh, probably going to eat up a lot of targets. Um, that'd be good for Deshaun Watson, especially uh, in negatives game script. Yeah, I totally agree with 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 those uh, sentiments there. Uh, Russell Gage, yeah, I mean he he's continuing to to do well in Julio's absence. So uh, excited about that. Uh, what about at the quarterback position? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think there's got it's got to be one guy if he's still out there, but. Uh, after that, then there's there's a, another guy we might be looking at, right? Oh yeah, you already know. Top guys got to be Jalen Hurts. You know, he there's no reason he should be on this list because he should be rostered over fifty percent. He's at thirty nine percent rostered. He's got to be a top guy. That if you need a quarterback, if you don't have a top of uh, you no know, ten play, you don't think you you need to go get him uh, and play him and let him carry you to a championship. Uh, dual threat guy playing Dallas next week in a money game, so you know he's gonna be <laughs> in a cake matchup. So uh, go at him. Uh, after that, Marcus Mariota. Uh, versus Miami he's one percent roster so you know he's out there um he's here because of injury but Derek Carr if he's going to be out uh he's going to be expected to play uh 226 yards passing the 88 yards rushing got touchdown in both rushing and passing um expect the similar usage and performance uh, especially with the rushing floor he's going to have against his Miami team have a very talented secondary so they might have to run a little bit more with him um and lastly Baker Mayfield He's high. He's at 47%, but yeah, playing the Jets. And again, some elite throwing we saw from Baker on Monday. Uh, yesterday put on the absolute show with his arm, and, um, you know, he's going to continue to play. He's just a hot, confidence guy right now, and uh, he, there's no one that can really stop him. Yeah, man, I, I love that quarterback list. Uh, Jalen Hurts should not be out there, y'all. So there's that. Uh, Marcus Mariota, do not be afraid. Embrace the rushing upside. Um also looked good as a passer as well last week. So uh, TBD on Mariota's future. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, af- after that, who was the last guy that you mentioned again? I'm sorry. I- oh, Baker. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, sorry. Baker. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Baker, I've been, obviously, I've been, I've been banging the drum for Baker for five weeks now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is great to finally have him here in this segment. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, man, I, I think that's, that's really it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I know people are looking ahead to defenses. Uh, one defense, I will throw out Chicago. I know they're kind of rostered, but they play Jacksonville next week. So, uh, take a look there. Uh, uh but, yeah, yeah. If you're desperate at tight end, maybe Dawson Knox, Jordan Akins, this guys I'm throwing out there and, and Dan Arnold, um, continue to kind of be still used and uh you know in the game plan Aikens definitely got seven targets which is nice uh Dawson Knox has been 
um, targeted around the end zone a little bit. So that's that's good there for a quarterback that's hot like Josh Allen. Yeah, man. You know, if guys are on fire right now, guys are in the midst of seasons, uh, you know, like a Josh Allen, or like a Derrick Henry who's potentially chasing a rushing title, those are the kinds of things that we want to, you know, we want to embrace those situations. So yes, sir. definitely want to do that. Yep. Um, all right, y'all. That's all we got. Uh, we will mm-hmm. catch y'all for the Thursday night preview. Uh, we also got Friday football, too. So Yeah, on Christmas, uh, man. They, NFL trying to steal NBA shine, man. What's up with that, yo? It's crazy. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't – I really have no excuse, no saying. I mean, maybe we just need, uh, you know, Adam Silver to just be the commissioner of both leagues uh, so then – yeah, give them Christmas way. Eve or something. You know, NBA doesn't. There's no games on Christmas Eve. Give you a football Thursday. It's already on Thursday. Like, it makes sense. Come on, man. Oh, wait. No, sorry. There is no football on Thursday. That is why. There is no right. football Thursday. There is Friday football. Yes. Correct. Um, yeah, so you'll, we'll catch you guys while we when we cover uh, Friday football. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the games. <laughs> so, uh, everyone. Not high school. Not high school. NFL. No, not high school. No, NFL, Friday Friday football. Um, that is just so weird. It's really weird to have Friday football, but whatever. Uh, I'm, it's been a weird year. We had Wednesday night football and Tuesday football, so every we've had everything, basically. We had a Monday we night doubleheader like four times. So yep. uh, I'm prepared for basically anything and everything at this point. Uh, nothing will make me tilt except for losing a fantasy matchup, so hopefully I don't do that tonight. But... Everyone, again, appreciate y'all for listening. Appreciate y'all for staying tuned in. Uh, you know, we love the support. Hopefully, we're continuing to help y'all uh, advance in your fantasy champ- advance in your fantasy playoffs, help you get to those uh, championships so you can you can win those chips. Uh, and there's nothing more than we want f- than that for you. Uh, that's why Greg Shell is still here with us uh, as we continue to break down these matchups and this fantasy analysis. So, everyone... Again, love you, appreciate you. If you could take the time to please rate, review the podcast, it'd be greatly appreciated. If you could uh, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. You could follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. Yeah.